Hi, everybody. Once again, we are with Hightower Westchester. I'm Bob Marone for Westchester Talk Radio. We're produced today by Shark Creative, and we're going to get right down to business. And we're going to be talking about real estate. With me today are Richard Flahav. He's a private wealth advisor and director of research and planning with Hightower Westchester. And our special guest today, Robert Withers. He's a principal and founder of M1 Capital. Corp. Now, we're fortunate to have both of them. Since we already know Richard and Hightower well, let me give you a quick background on Robert. Robert is the founder and principal at M1 Capital Corp., a firm that provides commercial real estate financing solutions. They work with clients in New York City, Westchester, Dutchess, Bronx, Rockland, and at times Fairfield County to create a transfer of any loans in an easy and efficient way. Mr. Withers is well-respected CRE financial specialist with a 30-year track record of providing creative solutions of commercial real estate, or rather for commercial real estate industry clients. He has successfully helped clients navigate previous financial crises, the savings and loan debacle, certainly, 9-11 and the Great Recession, and is a tireless advocate for his clients' lending needs. Withers also authors a popular blog, The Equity Strategist, on the M1 Capital Corp. website. Now that we know who everyone is, let's dive right into it. Obviously, a main topic of discussion over the last year and a half, and particularly in the New York metro area, has been commercial real estate. We will start with you, Richard. How has it been, how has it been at Hightower and talking to clients through this interesting time, Richard? Yeah, excellent. And, and thanks, uh, Bob and, and Robert. Great to have you on. You know, I think, you know, the last 18 months have been obviously very interesting, um, particularly in our two industries. Um, and, and we've gotten plenty of questions, not just, you know, really with clients, but, you know, just at cocktail hours and seeing people, you know, what's going on in real estate, you're seeing home values are spiking like crazy, rates are low, you know, people are working from home, you know, they're moving out of the city, you know, are they moving back? What's going on? So I figured, you know, why not, um, you know, bring in, uh, you know, kind of a, a local professional and someone that might know a little bit more and uh, a little more dangerous uh, when it comes to this uh, particular <laughs> subject. Um, and, and that's why I wanted to bring on Robert. Um, you know, we belong to a local networking group together and I've heard him speak uh, numerous events. And, uh, you know, with that, I'll kind of throw it back to you and, and, and Robert. So. Robert, so talk to us about M1 Capital and your business, please. First of all, thank you, Bob and Richard, for having me here today. Bob, you almost made me blush at that introduction. It was wonderful. Thank you. Well, I got the check. I appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> it very much. Um, yeah, our company arranges real estate finance, commercial real estate financing um, across each of the most popular asset classes when it comes to re commercial real estate. What I mean by that is uh, industrial, mixed-use, multifamily. Um, we do some single-purpose, owner-occupied real estate financing, um, and we act on behalf of our clients. Our clients, mm -hmm. we represent the client, and what we normally do is we take their request and we put it out to two or three targeted lenders, and we shop those lenders um, and negotiate terms for those of with those lenders, you know, in our clients' best interests. So mm -hmm. um, we, we have no 
connection with the lender other than knowing who to go to for those types of deals. Can you tell us about some of the trends you are seeing in your space and how has it changed over, let's say, the last 18 months? Good question. Uh, so, Bob, we saw an unusual spike in SBA financing and bridge financing. We, we, I think probably the four or five main types of financing that we, can, that we center ourselves on are as conventional, which is normal permanent financing, SBA financing, which is for owner-occupied um, commercial real estate, bridge loan financing, which is temporary loans that are put on for the purposes of acquiring it quickly and to stabilize commercial real estate, um, hard money loans where, you know, there's, which we would refer to as bridge loan financing, also in construction financing, um, that would be ground up construction financing. We saw spikes in the SBA financing and in the bridge loan financing. Bridge loan financing is pretty much because of the fact that there was a lot of the destabilized commercial real estate, that is tenant loss, uh, revenue from, from tenants, um, lease income, or blips in, in their payment um, mm-hmm. in their payment frequency, um, or the fact that you know people were just purchasing this real estate. Um, a lot of it went on the market um, because the tenancy didn't work any longer, and there were great opportunities for real estate investors to pounce on them. Um, and then the second category would be the SBA financing. And that was strictly because of the, um, I think the Rescue Act made it, um, had given tremendous support to SBA financing where they waived a lot of the fees on SBA financing. Um, and they uh, also gave three months free principal and interest payments uh, to those people applying for those loans. So mm-hmm. we saw a lot of people take advantage of that. Richard, from an investment perspective, what are you seeing in this market, in the real estate market? Sure. You know, I mentioned it earlier, too. I mean, you know, it, it's had a, a pretty good run, not only, you know, privately, but also, you know, look at public REITs as well. Um, you know, it was it was a difficult sector, I think, to get your head around post, post-pandemic, you know, at the end of 2020, early 2021. But one thing we focused on was just being active and partnering with, with strong firms. You know, much like M1 Capital and others. I mean, it's not just you know people think of real estate; they think of the Blackstones of the world. And, and yes, Blackstone's great. We, we utilize them, but you know, it's a combination of of larger and mid-sized companies as well as some niche folks who who can really get it done, you know, quicker. Um, you know, one thing that was really interesting, and, and Robert can probably attest to this as well, was just regardless of you know the quality of the asset, whether it's Class A, Class C. You know, we use the the term in our business like they threw the baby out with the bathwater, right? Everything was really affected by this. Um, you know, one thing we focused on was rent collection, right? Um, and a lot of that comes down to the tenants themselves and who's in it, um, and having that due diligence upfront to know, hey, the folks that are in these types of buildings are good good tenants. They're going to pay their rent, and the rent collections are going to be high. So that's something we focused on. Um, you know, and then there's just ob- the obvious trends, right? E-commerce, self storage, all these different. Uh, you know, sectors of the market that really took off as a result. Um, and then, you know, the folks that were over levered um, with bad balance sheets, you know, they were the ones that took it on the chin. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, like I said before, partnering with with uh, um, with quality managers who had those, you know, loan to value ratios pretty low and, and you know, uh, access to credit facilities, right? Being able to navigate this, um, you know, you know, efficiently 
Um, and there's honestly a lot of the private funds that we use were buying a lot of the folks that were overlevered or, or really couldn't maneuver themselves out of this. So, okay, let's turn more locally. We're looking at Westchester and the tri-state. Robert, what do you see? Light industrial is leading the way. I would say anything that's light industrial that would be um, either a target for somebody who's looking to convert it to something else, repurpose it for, for something else, or use it for themselves in regards to um, their own business, perhaps, uh, is, is leading the way without a doubt. We're seeing a lot of light industrial trade very briskly. Yeah. I'd say mixed use if it's, if it's priced properly, um, if it's owner, if it's going to be owner occupied, when there's a uh, a single retail or or two retail spots, um, especially uh, if the tenancy of those retail spots are not, let's call um, <laughs> restaurant. I mean, a restaurant mm -hmm. right now, a small restaurant, you know, where the questionable lease or how it's performed over the past eighteen months would be subject uh, would be sub uh, suspect. But for the most part, I would say mixed use, light industrial, and obviously multifamily is always popular. Problem is, is that you know they're they're expensive right now. Anything that's priced is priced with a, a bit of a um, a bit of a premium on it. And uh, I think Richard will probably agree with that. We're seeing price where I would have thought more depressed or more uh, destabilized assets going out there at lower price points. Cap rates on some of these properties are just absolutely off the chart. So, mm -hmm. and Bob, Richard, you can me? you comment? Yeah, Go I was ahead, just going to jump in. You know, we always joke just being you know so close to downtown, you know, White Plains. Just you know, what's going to happen to the Galleria, right? And and what's going to happen to some of these places whose like anchor tenants are these? I don't know what, what do you like Sears and Roebuck or something like that. Um, can you just touch on those and kind of what their outlook looks like? I mean, yeah. That's a good question, Richard. Um, you know, we happen to have touched. Uh, we, we spoke with the developer on that on that project, actually, the owner um, of the of that um, of that mall, and um, it's it's prime. The, the gallery is a very interesting case in itself. You have it anchored by two big box stores that are no longer in existence, or at least not selling their products in a more traditional way, and the the structure itself is divided by a street. A street goes right through the middle of the Galleria. So it's a very difficult pro uh, property to redevelop. Um, but I think it's primed for a mixed use, um, either in one or two sections, either doing it on its own as one project or as, as two projects, but it's, it's primed for mixed use. Um, but the retail component of that would be a mix of office, maybe some sort of a hotel, uh, depending on uh, you know what what the dem demographics look like for that, um, but mixed use uh, a housing, some sort of a housing component in it, uh, whether or not it's um, it's high end or just you, you know uh, middle of the ground housing or renters. Folks, you're listening to and watching Westchester Talk Radio. We are once again with our friends at Hightower Westchester with Richard Fahav, Private Wealth Advisor and Director of Research and Planning there, and Robert Withers, our special guest today. He's the principal and founder of 
M1 Capital Corp. And we continue. Uh, this is for Robert. Who is buying and getting funding for these properties? Uh, own occupier or are they for investment purposes? Both, uh, Bob, I would say. But a resume is very important in today's market. Mm -hmm. This is um, not a market that you go out with into without any experience. It's not for the faint of heart. First of all, you have to know what you're buying. A bank wants to hear the story. A lender wants to hear the story. What are you going to be doing with it? You know, are you going to, if you're going to be occupying it for your business, how does your business look? How is it, COVID, I don't want to say COVID proof, but is it, how has it performed during COVID? What are your plans now that, that, that COVID is contained, we hope? Um, and what, what does it look like going out? What is your projections like going out? On the investment side, um, you know, what, it, what is the tenancy going to look like? What are your leases going to look like? What, um, who is going to be occupying the, the property? I mentioned restaurants, not to pick on them, but, you know, it's a very difficult uh, asset class right now to, mm -hmm. to underwrite. And it has a lot to do with um, what what we have to look forward to in, in, in going forward. You know, if you notice, every restaurant has some sort of an outside facility or pavilion being built around it right now. And I think we can expect that uh, for a while going forward. Robert, how does the rental market look and how did it, how does it impact your business? <laughs> you know, uh, I see your expression. Yeah, Bob, there's, you know, people are always going to need a roof over there. The rental market is is solid in, in Westchester County and its surrounding areas. I mean, it's it's always been and it always will be um, at every different tranche at every, at, you know, low income, mid income and, and luxury. You're always going to see a very I mean, look, look at Nourishell alone. Mm -hmm. I mean, Nourishell, I think, is putting 7000 new units. Yep. To play over the next three to five years, uh, you know, big money is chasing these markets. You know, I, they know what they're doing. So, um, so I'm I'm very bullish on on multifamily and the rental market. Um, I'd like to see more condo projects. I think home ownership is very important. I think Richard, you and I have had that discussion offline about it. We've talked about how important home ownership is, but right now we don't see a lot of condo projects. Um, coming out, out of the ground locally, at least. No, not at all. And and yes, Richard, so many folks continue to work from home, as a matter of fact. Can you both give me your thoughts on that and how it has impacted the commercial real estate market and how it is likely to continue or not? Richard. Yeah. And I, I you know, just to just to further the, the answer on, on the last question, I think, you know, with rentals and 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 uh, building. I mean, you're just seeing it's such an interesting market, right? I mean, you saw lumber prices just skyrocket. They've come back to earth, but it's like, you know, everyone, you know, obviously the baby boomer generation is, is getting older, but this millennial generation, um, you know, just from a year standpoint is, is graduating college, right? They're, they're having kids, they're wanting to move out of their parents' houses or, or, you know, rent or buy a place. So to Robert's point, I mean, just the demographic and, and just the sheer numbers really support a lot of what he said. Um, the working from home piece is, is uh, I mean, <laughs> it just seems like you can't stop talking about it. I myself am not great at working from home because I start watering the lawn. I uh, am mowing the lawn uh, on conference calls <laughs> with dirt on my face. It's just, I get too distracted. Um, but, you know, it's an interesting piece because, you know, one of the other Hightower teams in the Midwest, um, I was on a call with them and they were saying, 
they edited their, the, they were looking to hire an associate. And when they adjusted the offering to show hybrid work, meaning part, partly in the office, partly from home, um, the number of applicants skyrocketed. Um, and as you're seeing with wages kind of creeping up to help offset some of this inflation, yeah, the pendulum kind of has swung, I think, towards the, the uh, you know, the, the, the individual looking um, to, to, to get hired, right? The, 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 uh, the unemployed, right? Um, mm-hmm. From a negotiation standpoint. So that's just, you know, the working from home piece is, is kind of, I think, given this hybrid model, a little bit of life. Um, but to me, I mentioned before, I like being in the office, our business in particular, and I think it is very industry specific. And, you know, Robert, we're in people business, we're in the people business, right? We meet people, we talk to people, that interpersonal connection is, is really important. And the collaboration, I mean, you know, we were just on with Peter before, he's in the office right next to me. If I have a question or we need to talk about something, you know, it's, I don't need to pick up the phone and, hey, are you free now? It's, I walk right over, we have a quick conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's ever really going to die. I think this hybrid thing will exist, but people are slowly starting to go back. You see the metrics, um, <clears throat> you know, one of the research firms we use tracks a lot of this TSA travel and, and, you know, Google Maps, how many how many people are typing in addresses to go to work nowadays versus, you know, quarter on quarter, year on year. And it's going up, not to the speed at which we would want it to really because of COVID, but it'll come back. I mean, you think about, you know, 9-11 and no one wanting to fly again or, you know, be in New York. I mean, we're in a pretty resilient area. So, Robert, what say you? Well, if you haven't already figured out, I am working from home today. I mean, I've done my best to mask it. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that, uh, I am working from home today. Uh, I enjoy, I have to tell you, I enjoy the, the hybrid uh, model. Uh, I too, like Richard, like to collaborate with um, with my associates, even people outside my company who are in mm-hmm. my office complex. Um, I'm in White Plains at one of the uh, A-class office buildings in White Plains. Uh, our office is located there. So I, I go in, I try to go in at least once or twice a week. If it's not just to check in, get the mail, uh, and, and feel like I'm back at the office again, you know, or have, schedule an appointment with a client. Um, but I do enjoy this. I, I have to say, I do enjoy this. I did read a very interesting, uh, to Richard's point, uh, I, I did read a very interesting article in the Times the other day, and that is more people, um, in Richard's age group and even younger are excited about getting back to the office. Mm-hmm. They feel that they, f- they feel more productive and more part of something by going back to the office. Whereas for instance, my daughter is, I'd say right around Richard's age. And the fact is she's, she doesn't want to have anything to do with going back to the office. Okay. She, in fact, she just, she despises the thought of it. She's gotten so used to working from home. That's not going to happen. She's going back the first of the year, and I'm kind of glad to hear that it's going. It's a hybrid schedule, but um, but I, I am hearing more and more people. They, you know, the social aspect of it is extremely important. Working from home by yourself all the time. Let's face it. It's it's going to be it's going to be strain. It's going to be a mental strain on you sooner or later. We need that interaction. We need to collaborate. Now, how do you think it'll affect the industry? I mean, office rents, et cetera. Do you see them holding steady and getting back to normal? Good question. Again, um, Bob, anybody, it's anybody's guess with Manhattan. I have absolutely no idea what they're going to do with most of Mid- Midtown Manhattan. 
I mean, I think that, you know, from what I heard, some of these buildings are 10, 20% occupied. Everybody's rent is being paid, but they're just mm-hmm. not back to work in, the, in, the, in, in these office spaces as much as they were. As far as Westchester's concerned, the smart money is on most companies are leasing up space in the suburbs so that their, their employees have an option of working closer to home. Mm-hmm. doesn't seem so much the issue about the office. It's getting to the office. Sure. Mass transit, you know, using trains, buses, subways. It's not so much being in the office. It's getting there. So It's the commute. It's the commute. And yeah. a lot of larger companies are looking for smaller satellites in the suburbs so that there's a choice. And you know what? I think it's a smart choice. You know, before we wrap it, I need to throw my two cents in here. I am a legendary workaholic. And working from home does not, it works for whom I work for, but it doesn't work for me because I always like the separation. When I go to the office, I go all out. If I have to take something home, I take home what I absolutely need to and I work on it. But if I know there's work in my home office, I, you know, you'll still emails, you'll see emails from me at one in the morning. I mean, so so I think you guys are on the right track. Okay, we're nearing our time here together. Do you have closing thoughts? And, and I'd like to start with you, Robert. And it's been great to get to know you and, and, and listen to your insights, by the way. Thank you both. Uh, closing thoughts. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you both. Richard, thank you for the invitation. Bob, thanks for hosting this, uh, this uh, video cast today. I, um, I, I don't think our, our county, I'm going to use Westchester County and the surrounding areas, has ever been stronger when it comes to the CRE market. Um, I, I think the fundamentals are there for uh, great growth going forward. And more importantly, the repurposing of assets that don't work any longer. I think certain business models and certain types of real estate just don't operate. They, they don't work as they, as they have been operated as in the past. And I think um, going forward, we're going to see the smart money both on a large scale and on a, and on a smaller scale, look to those properties and repurpose them for uh, growth in our county and in our surrounding areas. Well, thank you. And, and once again, what a pleasure uh, to listen to what you have to say. Richard, your final thoughts, please. Yeah, I think what Robert said around, you know, just, you know, the tide went out and I think a lot of people got exposed and the stuff that was just zombie, you know, like, companies and, and projects, you know, they're, they're going to be, you know, repurposed and, and will we'll look, I think, a lot better for, for, you know, most of the area, if not a lot of the country. Um, but I think when you look at it from an investment perspective, from our lens, you know, I wouldn't say not much has changed because a lot has, but when you look at it from what our, you know, what our lenses are and, and how we stay true to our process, nothing has changed, right? We focus on the long-term. Robert mentioned that, right? This is a blip in the radar. Things, things will, will get better. Um, stay diversified and the emotional side of things. It's it's been an emotional 18 months. Don't let it get you down. I mean, you know, we'll come back. Places like New York, like I said, you know, we're resilient. Um, you know, even though I'm, I'm a Chicago uh, native, uh, the city of broad shoulders, but uh, I think there's some correlation there. Um, but you know, I, like I said before, partner with the right people, consult professionals like Robert. Um, you know, myself when it comes to the investment side of things, and you know, these are complex structures and. and you know, purchases and prospect, um, you, know, you want to be um, aligned with the right people. So, uh, you know, Robert, thanks so much for coming on and giving us all your insight. And Bob, thanks again, as usual. 
Well, thank you both. Richard Fulhav, he's the Private Wealth Advisor and Director of Research and Planning at Hightower, and Robert Withers, the Principal and Founder of M1 Capital Corp. Thank you both. I'm Bob Marone for Westchester Talk Radio. Hightower Westchester is a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as a general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. Hightower Westchester and Hightower shall not in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data and other information or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This podcast was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of Hightower Westchester and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates. Hightower Advisors do not provide tax or legal advice. This material was not intended or written to be used or presented to any entity as tax advice or tax information. Tax laws vary based on the client's individual circumstances and can change at any time without notice. Clients are urged to consult their tax or legal advisor before establishing a retirement plan.